It's June 28, 2022. My name is Jimmy Van, and it's time to know your news tonight. My guest is a champion for mental health awareness. The Nigerian national soccer team gets her dancing, and she's got a new book out called Ongoing Success and Wellbeing, which is going to be available on Amazon on June 29th. Her name is Anshul Vash. Anshul, how are you? Hello, James. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's always a pleasure to see you. And and full disclosure for people, I've known Anshul for a long time now, and I've always affectionately called her Chili. And so during this, if I say Chili, that's why I'm saying Chili. It's because we've always referred to her as Chili. Anshul, Chili. Mm. And, so, uh, and so you might hear that from time to time. But here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you about 10 of the top news stories of the week that are stupid, funny, and weird. I'm going to get your reactions, and I'm going to ask you questions along the way. And for any of our viewers and listeners, if you have a question or statement that you would like to have read on the air of any edition of a future podcast on the Know Your News Network, go to kynchat.com, leave a contribution of any size, and your question or statement will be read on a future edition of a podcast. All right, Chili, are you ready to go? I am so excited. And by the way, it's such a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to all the news that I'm going to learn about today. <laughs> oh, you're, you're going to learn. You're going to yeah. learn. <laughs> Let, let's start with story number 10. Okay. So there's a person on Reddit using the name Zach Groose, and they ordered McDonald's in Canada using DoorDash, the DoorDash food delivery service. Okay. When, their, when their order arrived, they discovered that there was something unusual in the bag. Anshul, what did they find in the bag? not their food that's part of it but they also <laughs> found a marriage proposal on a handwritten note joel do you got the picture there it is right there will you oh marry me kim God. so apparently some guy wanted to surprise his girlfriend named kim the order got mixed up it went to somebody else doordash claimed that it was mcdonald's fault because they don't make the orders and the bags are taped shut when they pick them up imagine yeah. being this guy right so you're this guy and you make this order and you're sitting there in anticipation and Kim's going through the bag and you're waiting for her to find the note and absolutely nothing happens whatsoever. And why would you want to do a proposal why? that way? Right? I know exactly my thought. What do a you great think, way to propose. Do you think maybe, maybe their first date was like eating McDonald's from DoorDash? That's that. It, it's possible. <laughs> I don't know. So I have to ask you, do you have any memorable stories either about a food delivery or maybe about a proposal? Yes, I actually do. So recently I visited, not my, not other visit, my parents visited me from Nigeria and we ended up going to Ellis. We were on like, you know, touring around, checking out the city. So we went on top of this beautiful mountain where you can see the Hollywood sign. And there was a cafe there. So we decided to grab, you know, a coffee and we sat outside so we can see the beautiful view of the city. And this person was working at the cashier came up to me with a note <laughs> and he gives it to me like how like that guy has so much guts because clearly these are my parents with me. And he gives me this note that says, will you marry me with this phone number there? Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. It was the waiter that did this yeah like the cashier that was working there on behalf of himself yes <laughs> i wow. don't know we show it to my parents i just put it like just put it in my pocket i'm not gonna call you like anyways like i thought that was so interesting 
wow, I didn't expect to hear something that that's fascinating. So the, the, the cashier of the place decides, okay, the way that I'm going to pick up this girl that I've never met is I'm going to ask her to marry me. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. So did you, did you call the guy? You didn't call the guy? No, I threw the, the paper away, but it was interesting because, you know, usually women get like, you know, numbers written out, but no one ever writes like, will you marry me? Just based on a, what, like a 30 second conversation. Right. Right. Wow. It's like, what, what were you saying? Like, Hey, can I get, I don't know, milk in my coffee? Like, what was it <laughs> that made, what made this guy decide, Oh, this is the girl for me. I don't know. You know, you're making small chat when you're like paying for stuff. You know, you ask like, how long have you been working here? Like, you know, that little small talk. That's crazy. That's crazy. I got, I did not expect when I said, Hey, do you have any stories of any weird marriage proposals? I didn't expect that. (laughs) Fascinating. All right, let's go on to story number nine. And we're going to stick with the wedding theme for this one. So story number nine, there's a woman who goes by the name Vampy Rick on TikTok. And she had an outdoor wedding at a residence and it was an intimate setting and it looked like there was water in the background. So it was like, you know, a nice little place. They ran into a problem though, during the wedding. Do you have any idea what it was? The bride didn't show up. That's a good guess. The neighbor started trimming her lawn right as the bride walked down the aisle. We have a video (laughs) from TikTok. The video has audio. Go ahead and Joel, play a clip of the video. What's that? Your loving and faithful husband. In that something is was that intentionally done? I think it must have been because she was looking at him, you know, as <laughs> as it was happening. So they think she did it on purpose. To disrupt the wedding she continued using that weed whacker throughout the entire ceremony they asked her to stop but she ignored them guests couldn't even hear the marriage vows as you saw there in that oh clip because God. of that the couple feels like their wedding was ruined because of this woman now i gotta ask you and you're a good person to ask this i think that we have all at some point dealt with a miserable person in some walk of life or another however if I can think of one person who maybe has not dealt with a miserable person, it's Anshul Vash, because you are like the most positive human being that I know. And oh, so I'm curious, have you dealt with a miserable person? Because it's, it's hard for me to fathom. Yes, yes. So I work, you know, I, I run a mental health non-for-profit called Reach Out Together Foundation. I don't want to use the word miserable, but I would like to think that they were having a bad day or a bad month. Or a bad year. <laughs> <laughs> a decade. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, uh, this person was, uh, I guess, one of the volunteers working with us for about a year and a half. And over the last few months, I just started noticing that, you know, this person's not fully there, like not really engaged. And so one day, I don't know what happened. <laughs> she just got so aggressive. You know, this is a person that, I used to I used to sponsor her internet because she was uh, living in a African country. Don't want to mention it, but I was sponsoring her internet. You know, during COVID, she was going through a rough time, so I was trying to take care of her as much as I could for her volunteer time at ROT. So for her to lash out at me out of wow. thin air, 
you know, and in that moment too, as it was happening, I'm just giving her the space to see what she needs to say. And in the end, I just wish her really well. And that was the end of it. Since then, we've never talked. You know, she's reached out to me several times, but um, I continue to wish you well. <laughs> wow. It's hard for me to fathom somebody like being being miserable with you. I got to tell you, Stuart, you know how in Toronto, how the houses are very close together. Yeah. Right. And in most cities like New York, the houses are really close together. I once bought an investment property in Toronto, a house and the neighbor next door, the, the houses are so close together that all you have on one side is like a fence and really not a whole lot of space on either side. I'm getting this house fixed up. And when the contractor is out there trying to work on the siding, she came out with her cell phone, stood right at the fence recording him the entire afternoon. And whenever his back went over the fence line while he's working on the siding, she would tell him, move back or I'm calling the police. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I had never experienced this kind of stuff. They would call me and tell me. And I just thought this people, there's a lot of misery out there. Chili. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> there is. So it's unfortunate. That's kind of how it was. All right, let's go on to story number eight. This is reported by ABC 13 Houston. So it seems okay. like you are always trying new physical endeavors, it seems, as long as I've known you. I remember when uh, Nigeria, they were in the, was it the World Cup? And you sent me a video. You're like dancing for the Nigerian uh, national soccer team. Yeah. You, told me, you told me that you, you recently discovered Muay Thai. You're doing Muay Thai classes now. Yeah. What about golf? Are you much of a golfer? Um, I just started learning, yes. It's like I knew, <laughs> you know, well, this is going to be a story you'll find interesting. Then there okay. were some guys playing golf at the Cypress Lakes golf course in Cypress, Texas. And all of a sudden their game got interrupted by a very unusual sight. Anshul Vash, what happened? I am so curious. What could have interrupted their golf? There was suddenly a police chase across the green with a Range Rover being chased by a police cruiser. And we got the video from ABC 13, Joel. You got it? All right. There's the Range Rover. Look at that. This is across the green. And here it comes in just a minute. There goes the Range Rover right there. You can see in the back. Yep, there it is. And then in a minute, the video cuts back. And then you will see the police cruiser. There he is. What? Turn across the golf green, going after the guy in the oh Range Rover. Oh, my God. Well, look is... at the guys. They're like, he went that way. He went yeah. that way. <laughs> this the, is so entertaining, though. <laughs> that's what happened. The two people inside the Range Rover, they were later identified as 20-year-old Gray Martinez and 19-year-old Trevor Passmore. They kept driving when the deputy tried to pull them over for a traffic stop, and that was the end result. When they kept driving, he chased them through a golf course. Eventually, they crashed the car. They tried to take off on foot, and they were apprehended, and they now face charges including felony, evading in a motor vehicle, and harassment of a public servant. Anshul Vash, have you ever witnessed a criminal act? Maybe it's a police chase. Maybe it's a theft. Maybe it's an assault. Anything. I actually have, yes. Um, but this is like, this is a bit serious i would i would say so there was a time when i was living on young and dundas you know in yeah in downtown toronto overseeing the dundas square and um around i would say 11 p.m in the night i heard some gunshots so i went like i had you know it's one of those places that's just complete you know uh glass seat uh floor to ceiling and i could see the whole thing 
I saw a young boy get shot and I saw the police officers come in their car and how slow they were in attending to him, uh, performing CPR. The young boy didn't end up making it, but I saw all of, I think there were a bunch of, like a gang of people and I saw them run in different directions. Wow. Yeah. So it, was, it, was, it was a gang related shooting. Yeah. Wow. You know that I was once witness to a bank robbery. How was, did, did I ever tell you that? No. Were you there? Yes. I was in line at a CIBC bank in Midtown, Toronto, Canada, and the guy two ahead of me in line, I hadn't really paid attention to him, but he had a, a duffel bag and he kept on looking around. He ended up going to the teller and took out a note and said, I have a gun, give me all the money. And I wasn't aware of this. They gave him one of those cash packs with the paint in it, you know, and he, <laughs> and he took off by me. And it wasn't until he ran by me that like light bulb went off. And I realized what was happening. They shut the bank down. They called the police. I had to get interviewed by the police. And uh, here's a lesson. I said to one of the police, I wish I had have known sooner because I could have tackled the guy. He went right by me and I could have tackled him. And the police said, I'm glad you didn't. You don't know if he had a weapon on him. Yeah, the best fight is no fight. That's right. That's right. Wow. I'm learning some stuff about Anshul Vash today. <laughs> this is interesting. This is great. Let's go on to story number seven. This is reported by The Mirror. So back in 2017, a woman from Parker, Colorado named Lori Bricks, she was making hash browns and she came across what she thought was a really interesting looking potato. Anshul Vash, what did she do next? She sliced it. She kept it in the freezer for the next five years because she thought it was smiling and friendly looking. Joel, do we have a picture of the potato? No. There's the potato. Oh my God, no. Look at that. <laughs> I can totally see her do that. <laughs> she named it Pete, Pete the potato. She does photo shoots with Pete. She wants to keep him for another five years so that she can do another photo shoot to commemorate a decade together. So that's what she wants oh. to do. You hear these stories sometimes, right? Like somebody makes a piece <laughs> of toast and they think it looks like Jesus. You hear this stuff sometimes? Yes. Have you ever come across a food item that had an interesting look or you thought it resembled something else? No, but I do have a funny story. So when I was in university, I came here by myself with my twin brother. And um, when I, I lived on campus because I wanted to get to know more people. So I got involved in all of the school extracurriculars. And I'm like, I want to make a difference for all international students that come here. So I, st I was a part of a club, uh, a club on campus which was about helping people with their well-being, right? So what we ended up doing was a fundraiser where we created, we used, we picked up rocks on the street and we gave them googly eyes and we like painted them with a smiley face. And then eventually we like had a little note there to make people who would, you know, exchange it with like a little bit of donation for this, for this club. Um, so we were, we called it Pet Rocks. <laughs> It was a project so all these international students didn't feel alone. It may sound ridiculous, but it actually worked because those students had a bunch of pet rocks around them on their dresser. They look at them and they'd smile, pick it up, shake it around, and those googly, <laughs> and those googly eyes moved, and they never felt alone because that was the point of it. <laughs> You know, you are an entrepreneurial person and it will not surprise me if say two years down the road, I get a text message from you saying, Hey, I have a new googly eyed for a uh, rock business. <laughs> that will not surprise me whatsoever. That is so, so funny. Good for you. Good for you. 
All right, let's go on to story number six. This is reported by Yorkshire Live. There's a park in the UK. It's called Beaumont Park. And they recently installed several art pieces to display as part of a nature story trail. One of the sculptures in particular has gotten a lot of attention. Ancho Vash, any idea why the sculpture has gotten a lot of attention? Was it blank? Uh, not exactly. It looked like a 20-foot tall wooden penis. Joel, do we got the picture? Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. That was made by artist Heather Crompton out of an old cedar tree stump. It features images of woodland animals, but a lot of people, they're not appreciating the beauty of it. One disgruntled person told Yorkshire Live, is this where our council tax is spent on giant dicks? <laughs> now, I'm sure that it can be useful, though, because I thought about this, you know? I gave this some thought. You know when you're meeting somebody somewhere, and obviously now cell phones have made it a little bit easier, but you're meeting someone somewhere, maybe it's a place you're not familiar with, and you're trying to figure out, where do I tell them to meet me? In that park, you can say, like, just meet me at the giant penis. Like, just do that. <laughs> you're really not a big fan of that. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to find the positive in it. You know? Yeah, I'm trying to find the positive in it. And it's an art piece. It's yes, it's yes, it's an art piece. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes. So, so let me ask you, have you ever come across any kind of a landmark or a monument or an everyday item? And you couldn't help but think to yourself, it looks like just a giant phallic symbol. I'm pretty sure I have to be very honest, James. I just I don't remember it because I think art these days is interpreted in so many different ways you know so i just bless you keep going create something better good for you <laughs> well just to let you know that these things are everything and i did hardly any research at all on this back in october of 2021 there was a town in cyprus they put up a statue in honor of potatoes because i guess this town is known for growing vegetables in red soil and so they wanted to commemorate that by putting up you know a, an art sculpture of a potato joel put up the statue that they put up yeah, that's what they put no up. Way. Yeah. So there's basically penis statues worldwide. <laughs> and they're just supposed to be Arch. something else. And the, 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 you know, the best part about this is, is people's intentions are innocent, right? They put all this time yeah. into this artwork. They're probably really excited when they're getting ready to debut them. So they're probably really excited and I can't wait to get the feedback. And then they put it up and then everybody's like, why the hell did you make a giant dick? Oh my God, this just reminded me of something so funny. <laughs> so you know how on the internet you have all these like short videos like we were talking about earlier. So this one lady is like telling, educating people about the importance of using a face massager. <laughs> and this face massager really looked like a tiny little penis. And like, I don't think she looked at it that way, but everyone else, that video went viral because she couldn't understand what she's doing with it. She's putting it all over her face and, you know, making these sounds like, oh, it feels so good. <laughs> okay. Is she, is she selling those massagers? I would think so. I think she'd probably be an affiliate. <laughs> Do you think the whole thing was set up because she wanted oh. to get that reaction because she wanted it to go viral? It could be, but that doesn't really look very good, right? But well, it, no, but if it, it, it works, it works. Yeah, like if it means that you got like a million views on it, like ka-ching, you know? Yeah, that's it. But who's buying that? Uh, you know people, uh, Chili. You know people. I think we need to just move on to story number five. Okay. Reported by the Daily Mail. There was a guy in Manchester, England, 
And this guy really liked Nike trainers, you know, shoes. But he was tired of having to spend money on a new pair whenever his old pair wore out. He supposedly came up with a solution. Do you know what his solution was? Exchange it. He got a pair of his favorite Nike shoes tattooed onto his feet. We have a video. Joel, put up that video. (laughs) This is by uh, tattoo artist Dean Gunther. He posts his creations on TikTok. It took him about two hours to draw and another eight hours to tattoo that onto both feet. And that was the end result. Look at that right there. Now, you know, the funny thing to me when I see that, he's got the toe sticking out. It looks like the Incredible Hulk, you know? Like the Incredible Hulk's wearing shoes or maybe Fred Flintstone. I know you might be too young to remember Fred Flintstone. I do. Okay, okay. But that's what I think of when I see this guy. So he actually got Nike shoes tattooed permanently on both feet. Ancho Vas, do you have any tattoos or do you have any plans to get one? No, no tats for me. No, any plans to get one? Nope. Interesting, interesting. Is there a reason? Like, are you just kind of anti-tattoo or, or it's just a personal choice? I think when, you know, initially people started getting tattoos, it was because it was a cool thing. Like it was something that a lot of people didn't have. It was uncommon. Now it's so common that I think people without tattoos are uncommon. You know what I mean? It is so interesting that you just said that because years ago I went to a UFC event, an MMA event, and I was on a train with uh, my good buddy, Luke, who you know. Yeah. And the MMA culture, a lot of the fighters and the trainers, they're covered in tattoos. So that's part of the culture. And we're on the train and the guy sitting across from us was a fighter and he was like covered in tattoos. And as, as the train ride went on, we just kind of got shooting the shit with him. And I commented on a couple of the tattoos on his arm. And I, you know, I, I, I commented that they look cool. And just like you just said, he looked at me and said, do you have any tattoos? And I said, no. And he said, keep it that way because that's becoming cool now because everybody yeah. I know is getting tattoos. And so I also do not have any tattoos, Jilly. No way. I did not know that. Same exact reason, because it's becoming it's becoming the unique thing now to not have. I like that. Here's a fist bump. Boom. Good for you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But All that right. leg right there, like I've seen that video before. I just didn't know the story behind it. All that I could think about was he's a brand evangelist. Like he has just helped the company feel so good about themselves. You mean the Nike tattoo guy? The Nike yeah. tattoo guy? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's permanent. Like how much yeah. money could they give him for that? You know what I mean? They could have, but he did it voluntarily. He's I in love he, with the I brand. Think, <laughs> I think he belongs on this list for a reason. <laughs> that's, Absolutely. That's, that's just my opinion. Let's go on to story number four reported by Lad Bible. So there's a volunteer working on the front lines of the Russia-Ukraine war, and they were looking for ways to raise money for the Ukrainian army. They came up with a pretty unique solution to raise money. Anshul Vash, what did they come up with? Social media. Uh, You can buy a personalized message on an artillery shell that will be fired at Russian troops. Joel, do you have that ad? Okay, it's kind of hard to see. This was posted on Telegram. For $100, soldiers will write your message on the side of a 152-millimeter artillery shell that will then be fired at Russian troops. You can wish someone a happy birthday. You can wish someone a painful death. You can do a marriage proposal, whatever you want. The price originally was 40 bucks, but the demand was so great that they actually raised the price to $100. So many people wanted to personalize a shell and fire them at the Russians. 
So, Anshul Vash, if you were going to personalize a weapon of war, what message would you put on it? Love wins. <laughs> on an artillery shell. <laughs> First of all, I find this whole thing ridiculous. Yeah, it's true. It's a true story. But I can see why people would buy that. What is wrong with us? That's why Know Your News was created, Chili. That's why. Because these stories are ridiculous, but they are 100% real. You know what people have said to me so many times when I do this? They say, how do you find 10 stories every week? It must be really hard to yeah. find 10 stories. And my answer to them every week is, no, I have to, I have to pick from like 25. No way. And I got I to gotta narrow the list down to 10. So you're on top of your stuff. You know your news. I, I know my news. That was good. That was good. Yeah. All right, let's go on to story number three, reported by Oddity Central. Can't have you wait. ever have you ever had an ex-boyfriend do something really dumb or really pathetic after you broke up? Probably, yeah. You can't think of any ideas or you don't want to tell me? I can't think of anything specifically. Okay, well, hopefully they didn't do this. There's a man in Shanghai. He broke up with his girlfriend. Now, I'm going to go ahead and assume that she dumped him, but he broke up with his girlfriend uh, I don't think he was too happy about it because what do you think happened next? He probably went to her brother and asked for permission. Permission for what? <laughs> I don't know. Could I marry your sister? Uh, he sent her an itemized list of expenses for everything that he ever bought and paid for while they dated and demanded that she pay him back. And we have a picture of some of that list. Put that up, Joel. Now, this is in Chinese because this is Shanghai. There were hundreds of line items on this list, complete with dates and times for things like bottles of water and for snacks and even funeral costs because he paid for his ex-girlfriend's mother's funeral. So we put the costs on there. The total came out to just under $9,000. This is what he did. And here's my, here's my question for you. <laughs> What kind of person keeps record of that stuff during <laughs> the entire time that they dated? Was he an accountant? He must have been. <laughs> must I don't be, know. Right? Maybe a serial killer? Like who keeps an itemized list of everything from the moment that you started dating? But that's what he did. Like he must be cheap. Maybe he's cheap. I don't know. He must be cheap. Uh, probably. I mean, he was just, he didn't ever think it was really going to work out. Do you think that's what it was? He thought this girl's way too good for me. Yeah. She's way probably. out of my league. And so like, I got to be prepared because the day's going to come. Probably. And the power of technology can track every expense. Yes, you can. You're right. You're right. Are you a fan of Seinfeld? Do you ever watch Seinfeld? A long time ago. Okay. So the character George Costanza on Seinfeld, he was notorious for always keeping track of money owed, no matter how small it was. If somebody owed him $3 for a postage yeah. stamp, he would remind them, that they owed him the money. Have you ever had a friend or a relative or a boyfriend, anybody that was like that? They were like so cheap that they would always make sure to remind you of money that they were owed. Yes. Yeah. One of my exes, he would like, even if it comes to buying me a coffee, be like, oh, I cheated you yesterday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? I'll treat you today. I, yeah, it's ridiculous. And I find that over here, it happens a lot more. In Canada. It was like, yeah, in Canada versus Nigeria. In Nigeria, everyone wants to treat each other. You know, it's like, hey, I got the bill, right? 
versus you want to split it. Interesting. <laughs> the culture here is so different. Everyone wants to split things. It's like, yo, I got it. I got this bill, you know, and hopefully if you want, if not, that's okay too. I just want to treat you. That's fascinating. So the only thing that I have noticed ever since, you know, cause I, I've been, I've been fortunate in my life and, and I've made a few bucks. The one thing I've noticed is people will wait for me to pull out my wallet. Hmm. I've noticed when the bill comes, I remember there, I had a couple of friends and if they ever see this, you damn well know who you are, but I had a couple of friends and sometimes I would think to myself, if I sit at this restaurant for four and a half hours with this bill in front of me and don't pull out my wallet, are they going to sit here for four and a half hours waiting for me to pull out my wallet? You know? So probably. They probably make excuses like having small talk, chit chat. <laughs> we need more people that are cashiers sending marriage proposals to strangers. This is what we need, Chili. <laughs> All right, let's go on to story number two. <laughs> Reported by the smoking gun. There's a 22-year-old man from Florida, because it seems like most shit happens in Florida and China and India, it seems. So this guy's from Florida. He's already served prison time for attempted murder and robbery at the age of 22. And he's back behind bars now on various felony charges, felony gun charges, drug charges. He was first arrested back in 2013 when he was only 13 years old for shooting a 15-year-old boy. He was sentenced mm -hmm. to eight years in prison at that time. So obviously his, his, you know, his fate is kind of sealed, it seems, from a young age. You hear stories about this sometimes, but there's something unique about this particular guy. What do you think is unique about this particular uh, human being? So I'm going to assume that while he was in prison, he read a lot of motivational and self-help books <laughs> and he came out a new rejuvenated person that wanted to make a difference in his community. Uh, your answer would be a lot better, but no, the, <laughs> the, the real answer is this guy's name is Legenius. Joel, do we have his mugshot? There he is there. So this guy's name is Legenius, Legenius Williams. Okay. So it almost feels like his parents kind of sealed his fate because like when you name the kid Legenius, it's going to go one of two ways. He's either going to be incredibly impressive or he's going to think I can never live up to this shit. And he's going to go the other way. He might've gone the other way. I don't know. So five months after he was released as you know, when he, when he shot the kid as a 13 year old, five months after that, he uh, went back to prison for cocaine possession and for other charges. His fate is kind of sealed, I think, in terms of what's going to happen to this kid. It seems like he's a lifer. How do you live up to the name Legenius? Like, how does anybody live up to the name Legenius? What if you were Legenius Vash? <laughs> um, I think I just make better choices. And I don't like, we don't know where he was raised. And No, no, of course not. No, I just think, you know, it's interesting that his name is Legenius and, and you know, that's kind of... <laughs> Those, those are the decisions that he made. So what about you? Like your name is Anshul. Is there a story behind that name? That's a unique name. Uh, thank you. Actually, my last name, Vash, the full name is Vashishta. It means God of knowledge. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. That tells me a lot about you. Interesting. <laughs> Chili is a book writer. How many books you have out now? I have two books out. Oh, I don't know if you can see it. There are two books out so far. And the third book that's coming out is called Ongoing Success and Wellbeing. You are actually in this book. Um, I've written an entire page about you under acknowledgement section of this book because like, you're such an incredible person. Like, I want more people to know more about you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm going to take this clip, what you just said. <laughs> And I'm going to send this on Twitter to Sean Rossap from Fightful.com. And I'm going to say to him, there you go. You need to just wake up every morning and just say thank you. 
That's what I'm you need sure. to do. <laughs> You're so funny. I'm sure <laughs> he already knows that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sean. I think he's as well an incredible person. Awesome. All right. Well, here we go. It's time for story number one, the last story of the week. And another good one, because, you know, this is what I have to find every week, Chili, and I tried to find good ones for you. So there's a man on Reddit, goes by the name UND Student, and he was tired of listening to his neighbor's dog barking for hours on end, and it seemed like the owner didn't want to do anything to stop it. So Mr. UND Student, he got creative in order to send the message across. He wanted to find a way to send a message across to his neighbor to, you know, chill with the dog. What did he do, Ancho Bash? He wrote a hate note and left it outside the door. That's a good guess. He changed his Wi-Fi name to shut your fucking dog up. Joel, do we have a screenshot? <laughs> you can see it there. And then he had a secondary Wi-Fi network and he called the secondary Wi-Fi network or I will call the cops. <laughs> that is so not subtle. <laughs> yes. So he knew. I love it. Because you know how you can see your neighbor's Wi-Fi when you pull up Wi-Fi networks. You can see your neighbor's Wi-Fi network. And he knew this guy's going to see, shut your fucking dog up or I will call the cops. And that's what he did. I thought it was brilliant, Chili. <laughs> Didn't you think? That is way better than someone leaving a hate note outside your door or calling animal, animal control. I thought which, so too. So have you ever had to deal with an annoying roommate? or an on, uh, annoying neighbor on an ongoing basis. Maybe they were playing loud music at night or, or doing something else uh, irritating. Have you ever had to deal with that? Um, I think it's gone both ways. So I actually have a puppy myself here. You do? And, yeah, when he was very little, um, it was during the pandemic when I got him, my neighbors couldn't stand him because he's like an American Eskimo, Japanese spits mix. He's a guard dog, you know? So anytime there's anyone outside, he would bark away. Right. Ah. So I got a bunch of hate notes at my door. You did hate notes, like to a point where my friends would just take it. If they're coming inside my apartment, they would just take it and not even show it to me, not tell me about it until months later. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, chilly. Keep an eye out on the Wi-Fi networks. <laughs> I prefer that. I think that's way more subtle than that act. Well, until they say they're going to call the cops, but, uh, you know, fascinating. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Vash, tell everybody what are you doing and where can they find you? Okay. Well, um, I'm right now working on publishing this book, uh, ongoing success and well-being, and I'm aiming for number one bestseller on Amazon. So if you watch this, I'd, I'd really appreciate your help and support. James is actually in this book as well. So, uh, you can read up a bit. Buy it for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and you can find me um, on social media, anywhere, any platform, at Anshavash. All right. Well, mm -hmm. I want to thank Anshavash for joining us. That's it for KYN tonight. Chili, always awesome to talk to you. This was a lot of fun. Likewise. Thank you. This was great. Thanks for having me.